0: Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of The Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey.
1: Happy Transformation Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to or back to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, where we are on a metabolic mission to help you achieve vitality and reverse chronic lifestyle conditions using real whole food, straight talk, and the pleasures of the table. My name is Dixie Huey, and I am your host. I am also a metabolic health and fitness coach with my practice, Favor Fat, which you can find at favorfat.com, F-A-V-O-R, F-A-T.com. I am available to do complimentary 15-minute consults to see if we're a fit. So if you have a health question or you're considering working with someone to improve your metabolic health and fitness, Find me there, and we will find a time that works for you. I am also the author of the book, The Nourishment Mindset, which is all about real whole foods, sassy straight talk, and of course, the pleasures of the table, something I learned dining with farmers, chefs, and winemakers around the world. And to me, it's the missing piece of the metabolic puzzle. Plenty of health books talk about macros and working out and all the other aspects of health, sunlight, sleep. But how many health books talk about enjoying your time, nourishing yourself at the table? That's where my book is different. So if you haven't bought it, please hop on over to Amazon or my site, favorfat.com. And if you have bought it, please take a moment to give me a review If you give me a review on either Amazon for reading the book or one of the many podcast platforms, I will gift you with a complimentary 30-minute health coaching discussion of the topic your choice. All you need to do is let me know you left the review, and it doesn't even have to be five stars. I have to earn that. So today's super fit guest is a fellow trainer and health coach. He's not a total meathead though. We're gonna talk about that. I know y'all think that everyone who's a trainer is a meathead, but it's just not true. Um, He's actually quite passionate about golf, which is a gentleman's sport. And he's an author of two books, one, The Stepladder System, and two, a children's book, The Magic Zoo. So again, not a meathead. Welcome, Brian Prynne.
0: Thanks for having me on, Dixie.
1: Now, you are very strong and lean, so you you might look like a meathead, but anyone (laughs) who's uh, authored a children's book, so I got to tell you, I interview authors all the time, but I've never interviewed a children's book author, so I want to know what's like a drop-and-give-me-20 kind of dude doing, authoring a children's book.
0: Well, uh, you know, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and they inspired (laughs) me to write the book. this was gosh, it's been probably seven years now, six years ago. Um, and I just thought it would be cute to like, you know, I, I've talked about health in the context of adults for so long. And I just felt like, um, kids are like sponges. They just absorb everything. And, uh, I thought it'd be cute to do a sort of a, a fun health book around kids and eating and, an activity and um and I made my nieces and nephews as characters in the book. Oh. So, yeah, they really liked that. I mean, when it first came out, it was fun because I did like I probably did like a year straight of like going to elementary schools and reading and um I went to theirs and it got written up in the paper. It was really like a fun like sort of thing to do. I, I and um if you ever want to just feel like you're like a star just write a kid's book and then go to elementary schools because you're like signing autographs and doing all this stuff and uh it was fun yeah so
1: I love it you're like one step removed from Santa
0: (laughs) exactly exactly I felt like uh an MBA star for like a year maybe six that's
1: great and I totally agree with bringing that message to Children, you know, I love you know, I like you, I work with um, adults when it comes to health and fitness, but mm-hmm. I love hearing clients say, "Well, you know what, this whole process has made me think about the way I feed my kids because now it's this like generational transfer of health and knowledge. Do you ever hear that in your practice?
0: Yeah, for sure, actually, just got off a call um just a 15 minute council call and at the end, she mentioned she has a son that's like 32 years old that's looking for help. So um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, if you can affect and help the parent, it can only um, that much help, help the kid as well. So,
1: Awesome. Well, let's move on to serious topics. Mm. Like both. So the only rule in my <laughs> The only mandate we have regarding golf is that you come home in a good mood, regardless of the round, because you've just escaped for five to six hours. So I want to know, we were speaking about kids and kids, but did you pick this up as a kid? Is this a lifelong passion?
0: Yeah, I've been playing golf since, I mean, I was like probably 11 or 12. Nowadays, kids start when they're like four, but, but I picked it up probably when I was 12 years old and yeah, I loved it got into it, into high school and played a little bit in college. And, you know, now I coach a high school team in, in the area, which is fun. It's just a couple of months out of the year, but I really enjoy working with the, with the kids through that. And, uh, yeah, I keep working on my game and, and playing some events here and there, but, uh, yeah, it's been a huge part of my life. And yeah, I don't know what I would do without golf, honestly.
1: <laughs> do you, what's your favorite aspect of it?
0: Oh, um, I think the fact that like you, you, I mean, it's like this, you're, you can never perfect it obviously. And it's just something that, um, it just drives you to get better and to improve. That's what really drives me. Some people play for fun and I do, I play with my friends for fun, but I really enjoy playing tournaments and and staying competitive. And I think it's just a good release that way. Um, and obviously being outside and being with friends is fun as well. So
1: I love it. I um I I haven't played much golf. I'm very on again, off, mostly off again. But I remember giving some unsolicited advice to my husband, saying, "You know, I've been thinking about this game of golf, and you know, I, I'm really into flow. Like, have you heard of Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi and his concept of flow?
0: Mm, no."
1: We've got two great books, and I haven't mentioned oh. on this podcast. So there's flow, and then there's flow in sports. But this is basically the psychology of optimal experience.
0: And I love so, that um,
1: Right, like you, I'm sure you're in flow when you're, you know, competing. Maybe not every time, but I said, no. this, and you know, when I think about you playing golf, and like you, you drive to the ball, and then you're out, and then you're hitting, and then you're back in the cart. I'm like, why not? You, have you ever considered just walking the course, you know, and then you not having this get in, get out, you know? And he he actually agreed that, yes, it helps his flow to, to walk. And to me, it just makes so much sense to not have this sort of third party vehicle thing. So do you <laughs> tend to walk or cart or both? Yeah,
0: I, I, I prefer to walk and I agree. I think for me, like it's just easier to sort of like stay in rhythm And, you know, now that I'm in my forties, it's like, I I don't want to like sit, get up, sit, get up. I don't necessarily think that's great for like my back and things like that. I mean, there are times I take a cart, especially if we're just like trying to play fast, but if I'm playing on in the morning, in the morning, uh, I would much prefer to walk.
1: All right. But you're not doing the thing where you jog from hole to hole.
0: Oh no. Although a buddy of mine, uh, Brad Kearns, who introduced me to podcasting, he, he actually set the, it got broken, but he set the world record for the fastest hole ever played. So
1: that's rad. Okay. What's the,
0: so that book that you mentioned, uh, yes. what's the author again?
1: Mikhail Mahai. And no, yeah. I cannot spell it.
0: <laughs> you did pronounce Yeah, Do not try to spell that, but I just found it. Okay. Just looking. Yeah. I like it's that. It's an
1: spell. oldie, but a goodie. That's from my maybe senior year in college. So we're talking 23, 24 <laughs> years ago, but quite nice. He Maybe he's written more, but just the, the, The concept of flow. We're not going to get flow in every activity we pursue. You know, I personally have had flow in dance, in running, even in speaking French. Um, But there are other things, you know, I don't have flow when I'm lifting weights. Like, it's just hard. I do not believe you were born as a health coach. I, I read that you were in finance. So tell us about that transformation. How did you bridge over or did something happen where you woke up miserable hmm Well, well I,
0: mean- I I will say this. I was in finance, but not really in it. I was, I, I I did it because I, well, going to school, not knowing what I wanted to do. I studied finance. So I right out of school, that's what I got into. And, um, I mean, it wasn't a big interest of mine, but it was just something that I thought was an ends to a mean. And, uh, I've always been into health and wellness. Uh, you know, I started lifting when I was in high school which I always encourage. I have a lot of high school athletes. I always encourage them to get into that because you can just set those, those, uh, early just habits of, of lifting and that can last your whole life. So, yeah, I, I I was in finance, but I wasn't per se. I did it because, you know, I thought I could make money. (laughs) Um, I don't think people think they can, you can, you know, initially I didn't think I was going to get into health and wellness and, and make a living from it. But, um, it's just something that I was so passionate about that it just kept drawing me back. So I don't have s- such elaborate mm-hmm. stories, but, but you mentioned, uh, in, in some of your questions, do you, do I hate sitting all day? And I do hate sitting all day. I'm actually kneeling right now. I don't actually sit much anymore. So,
1: oh, no.
0: um, yeah, kneeling. Like
1: yoga mat or a special, yeah,
0: well, it's here? like a, it's like a pad, like this thick, you know, like, um, uh, so I'm fine. I've gotten used to it. So I'm kneeling. So I'm not, my hips are in extension, not flexion all day. So.
1: Well, that sounds also very thin (laughs) Buddhist.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, I I do not like to sit all day. I think I remember times when I was in the corporate world that I would like leave in the middle of the day. And like, I, there's times where I, I, there's times where I played early morning golf and then showed up after that. So anyways, I probably wasn't the greatest employee, but either way.
1: Well, Hey, you showed up now. Was it tough to make the transition? Did you have to leave the security of a salary to go off on your own? Or did you do something in between, um, finance and, and having your own practice?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've worked with, um, uh, a good friend of mine owned a studio. So initially I worked with under him and, um, it was just me, him and like one or two other trainers. So we, we, we had a small studio and that was fun doing group training and working with individuals. So that was sort of my step ladder to now, obviously just working by myself, but, um, so it took some time to get to that point, but it was a good, it was a great experience.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I applaud any and all entrepreneur. It's not necessarily an easy path, but it's a wild one. So you said the word stepladder. So I'm just going to use that to get into, you have a system, I believe that's called stepladder. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the stepladder system book, which, um, essentially i finished not that long ago, just a few months back. Um, it's, uh, it's just based around a six month program that I work with, uh, my clients on, I felt like I put together a system and I was like, why not just put it into a book format for people who maybe, you know, they don't, want, or maybe can't afford having one-on-one coaching. So, um, it's in paperback on Amazon. There it is. And it's Bye. also, uh, in a PDF format if people want to, you know, some people like to digest their materials or digest their knowledge different ways. So, um, it's, it, I would call it more like a workbook. Uh, you have to, well, you have to, you should fill out, fill it out from start to, to end, because uh, it's just a way to to hold you accountable and take you sort of through the six steps that I take my clients through.
1: Okay. Yeah. And any, uh, any mention, do you mention the six steps or does one need to buy the book or PDF <laughs> intimately familiar with these six steps?
0: No, uh, no, the six steps I can t- touch on them briefly. Uh, the first part is creating clarity. And that's mainly just trying to figure out like the whole reason why you're here getting crystal clear on on that. And then um, from there, it's just about creating some small wins and -hmm. identifying maybe one to three habits that will make the biggest impact right off the bat. After that, we get into activity upgrade. So that could be um, just finding out what your routine is like, if there is any, and then um, trying to sort of turn it into something that's doable and consistent and Uh, We talk, I talk a lot about micro workouts and these things that can be done in 20 minutes, as opposed to an hour and a half in the gym. Um, And I think a lot of busy, busy professionals find value in that. And then, then we get into sleep, which is really important. And I call it like my sleep, like a superhero. Um, And that, and that's just basing, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's like a simple, manageable routine that they could follow at night um, to help them get better sleep. Uh, then we go into stress, stress management, which is huge. And so we just, again, put a practice in place that will help downregulate the system and just get you ready for, you know, any activities that you're doing outside of work and things like that. So, um, you know, I've always been a fan of yoga, not, that's not for everybody, but, um, some type of practice that can, you know, help you manage stress. And that could be five minute meditation. Doesn't have to be long, um, but we get into that. And then nutrition and meal timing is like sort of the the last key to um uh, to the puzzle. So
1: I love it. And it's really cool that nutrition and meal timing and meals are the the end because to me, that highlights, you know sleep, if I have a poor night's sleep, I'm kind of wrecked for the day. I mean, maybe one day, but you get a few of those in a row. and right. you know, we both know that elevates your glucose. but, Cravings begin. I mean, it just sleep is so undervalued in our culture. Do you find a lot of people just chronically undersleeping?
0: Yeah, for sure. Either that or they're just like not getting good quality sleep. um and they it just becomes like the norm. They're just like used to that, and they don't really try to address it. Um and it could be simple things like sleeping in a colder and in a cooler environment or we're doing some type of blackout shades or something like that, that can really sort of take your sleep to the next level. So
1: I love that some just practical things. It's not like you have to meditate yeah. on one foot for 20 minutes and the <laughs> nostril open, you know, it's just like blackout shades, you know, a big one is, of course, de screening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or
1: at least blue blocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, excellent. Well, I love it, y'all. The stepladder system. This is an active book. You're actually going to use energy because you're going to be filling it in. You're not just perusing it on the beach. You got to do a little work in this book, which mm-hmm. is great because that's, you know, putting the pen to the paper and and figuring it out. That sounds awesome. Um, so in your practice, I understand that you focus mostly on helping middle-aged men are, are these the typical sort of i'm super busy executive i used to be fit i sat around not sat around worked and sat we were talking about sitting for 20 years and then i woke up fat and out of shape or what are you seeing
0: <laughs> so um so your question is who's it geared towards
1: yes okay. and, and who's it geared towards Anne? you know, are these what I think of? I mean, sometimes middle age just literally creeps up on you. It's like, well, back in my day, I was a competitive tryout. Now it's like, well, what's going on 20 years later?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot of times what I see happens with individuals is as they get older, they, they stop prioritizing their health because of other things. And, you know, for, I shouldn't say for good reason, but obviously with kids and job, uh, you know, job requirements and things like that. But you should never deprioritize your health. And uh, I think what this book is, who this book is geared towards are, I mean, it could be anyone in their middle age, honestly, like I, most of my clients in the book might be geared a little bit to more towards men, but honestly, I have women who buy this book and, and, and enjoy or the workshop and enjoy, uh, excuse me, the workbook and enjoy filling it out and, and getting results that way. So I just think it's for like 40 plus year old um, individuals who maybe feel like they've just taken a step back or they're sort of stagnant in where they are in their health goals. And they want to sort of bring it back to the limelight and start focusing on their health, um, not only for themselves, but also for their family and also to lead by example for their kids. So,
1: yes. And this concept of micro workout, I love that because I think a big barrier is this idea that I have to go to the gym for an hour, hour and a half. And if you've got kids and they've got sports you know, they're on your golf team. You got to get dinner ready. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. So do you have some examples of micro workouts or even just one example of what that kind of thing looks like? You said about 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, a micro workout can consist of a few different things. I mean, there's, there's different platforms now that you can use. Like, for example, I've had them on my podcast, but Dr. Jaquish developed something called the X3 bar. And that's, uh, uh, there's like five resistant bands, um, a, a sort of a smaller Olympic bar and a ground plate, and you can pretty much do all your pushing and pulling and, and lower body work done on, and on this platform. So that's an example of something that can be done really efficiently and quickly in the middle of your day, 10, 20 minutes. Um, so that's an example. You can also just use body weight and do body weight exercises, um, you know, you could do that in your basement or wherever. Um, but you know, micro workouts can come in all different forms and time limits per, per se. Like, I mean, there's times where if I'm running short on time, I mean, you could literally, I could just do like a walking lunge, like down the hallway and you know, that could be a micro workout. So I think it's the, the basis around just like getting up and doing something. Um, it doesn't have to be some big structured workout where you go to the gym for an hour and a half. It, It could just literally be, I know Brad Kearns, my podcast buddy, he always talks about how he just has like this pull-up bar by his office and he'll just do a few pull-ups when he goes past it. And by the time he knows at the end of the day, he's probably gotten in, let's just say 20 pull-ups, you know, and, and that was his workout and didn't take much time at all.
1: That's awesome. No going through this door unless I've done some pull-ups bar. That's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Love it. But just working it into the day. That's the thing. Cause the other question I'll get is like, well, does that even count if I take a 10 minute walk and it's like, absolutely it counts. It's going to lower your glucose. It's going to improve your mood, your sleep. Like
0: oh, I mean, walking, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, I think everyone should be walking uh at least once a day. Um if it has to be on a treadmill, that's fine. If you could get outside, that's even better. So, um, we're having beautiful weather here up at, you know, north of Chicago. And this is a great time. I mean, I, we, I have two dogs. We walk no matter the temperature. I think we had like this, what they call it when it was like that super cold front that came through, they called it something. And I remember taking (laughs) my dog out. We didn't go far, but, uh, no matter the weather we're out there. And I think, you know, that's the beauty of having a dog, but you know, You could also find a partner or someone or a friend to to go with you as well.
1: Love it. Yes. And we're both into our dogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So I love that you're not a Keiko or calories in calories out, dude, fanatic, I guess is what I would say. There's a lot of those. Um, You're also espousing the power of real whole foods. How do you personalize your approach to your clients who maybe? grew up in calorie prison and, and maybe you're even afraid of fat, dietary fat, you know, how, how do you get them on board with real?
0: With real? Yeah. Well, you know, as far as calories in calories out, do I think they play a role? I do think they play a role, but it's, you know, health is more nuanced than just that. Right. But I think it's important initially for clients to get a baseline of how much and what they're consuming on a daily basis. You know, they don't have to track all the time, but just initially, maybe that first week, get a feel for how much they're consuming. Cause some people are not consuming enough and some people are restricting too much. So getting a baseline for that, and then sort of, uh, you know, figuring out what would work best for them in their lifestyle and what they've done in the past. But, you know, obviously more importantly, quality of food, is something that I try to strive for, because I feel like if you're eating foods that are quality and nutrient dense, you're going to be satisfied. And, you know, we talked about this when you came on my podcast and, you know, this is something that's going to help you get through the day and probably just avoid snacking and things like that. So, um, they both play a role food quality and calories, but you know, um, it's not like a, like a one size fits all thing. And, and, you know, health is more nuanced than just calories in calories out.
1: Good point. Excellent. You no. Know? So I have to ask, have you ever faced a metabolic health struggle or are you one of these unicorn fitness freaks?
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I've never had, I would say I've never had like huge weight issues growing up. Um, You know, I think it's something that maybe, you know, maybe that's the fact that, you know, my, my, my parents were, were pretty big into health and they got me started early on. Um, so I don't have some like elaborate health story. Um, I've been pretty fortunate from that end, you know, I've dealt with little injuries here and there from just daily lifting and things like that. And right now I'm going through a little bit of a shoulder discomfort thing, but it's actually gotten a lot better. And I've been doing rehab on that, but I don't have, you know, any huge, like, weight loss story for you. But um metabolically I've been pretty healthy. And now, you know, now that I'm deep into the health game, it's something I'm always looking to optimize. But I will say that it's easy to get caught up in the nuance of of everything that's being talked about out there on the YouTube and all these different, you know, Instagram and TikTok and all these channels where they talk and they think like you need they get find every little health hack in the world. I think if you just stick to the basics, and that's part of why I wrote the book is I just felt like you know, just having a podcast and interviewing all these different people that there's just so many different voices, it can be very confusing. And I think if you just stick with the basics, I think 99% of the people will, will, will find they'll get results and, and, you know, optimize their health. So.
1: Well, that's great advice. Once it becomes so overwhelming that I can't do everything perfectly, then I think a lot of people just want to shut down. Mm -hmm. Also the fact that, you know, especially for those who, have children, you know, as you've talked about before in this episode, like getting started younger, the fact that your parents were into health, that's a tremendous gift to you.
0: So yeah. I'm going to remind
1: yeah. my kid of that, even though he doesn't always like having a health coach mom. <laughs> 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 um, it is important to 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 teach that, to make habits. It, it's important for me, for my son to see my husband and I prioritizing our health and also just the habit, it's like mm. boring, not, it's not boring for us, but it might seem boring, like get up, workout, meditate, whatever it is. It's just how we live, you know, and maybe right. if we're on vacation, there's a couple days where we don't really have that exact pattern, but never for very long, because it just, it's frankly, as you know, you just feel better when you do your thing. So... On that note, I'm curious, what is, you know, your, if you've got a day to yourself, what is sort of your just favorite health pattern?
0: Like a typical day? Right. (laughs) Well, uh, okay. So, um, morning walk with the dogs right off the bat, probably around six 30, um, come back 10 minute meditation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I am, and I was learning guitar and I used to play a little bit in the morning. Um, That's I've taken cool. a little bit. Yeah. I've taken a little bit of break. I'm not so good, but, <laughs> but I'm going to start up with lessons in the next month. So I'll still I'll get back into it. But so walk, come back meditation. Um, you should just have some tea in the morning. Um, and then, um, I do write in, in my journal for like, a few minutes. It's more like a gratitude journal. And then, um, then I'll get into the day and usually have a, you know, either interview or have a few interviews, um, in the morning and then do, I try to do a lot of my work in the morning, honestly, like once it gets past a certain time, <laughs> I'm like done. So I try, I try to get all my, my mind work or, you know, if I'm going to write a blog or, or, uh, do interviews, I try to do that in the morning. And, um, once uh halfway through the day I like to break the day up by a workout so I'll do a I'm midday workout. Wondering
1: when's the workout coming?
0: You I was trying to keep you in suspense. So. I was. <laughs> so yeah, you know I used to do I've done it all. I mean there are days where like I'm like especially on the weekend if I'm like I just want to get up and do a workout. I'll just get up and do a workout. But I tried I noticed that when I do work work I'm better in the morning. So I don't mind doing a midday workout. Um, and I'll do like, after this interview, I'll probably go do a workout and then come back. I'm sorry. I didn't even explain. I do have a, sh- a small meal, um, probably about nine ten o'clock, uh, maybe fruit and yogurt and stuff. And then, um, uh, and then after my workout, I'll probably have my second meal, maybe around two o'clock ish one thirty. Um, and then in the afternoon, I mean, I'm coaching golf now. So who are my afternoons are coaching the team. Um, I'll do a little bit more work and then yeah, my wife and I usually eat at like five thirty. We're like early bird specials, uh spe- uh, you know, like senior citizens. So we okay. eat around five thirty five five thirty-six and then uh maybe do a, a one I do I well, I go on typically three walks with my dog. So I forgot that. So middle walk of the day and then we walk after dinner. Um, yeah, and then just wind down and maybe do some work after it. But then I usually shut things down at least an hour or two before bed.
1: I love that. That's quite a nice day. And you're also prioritizing. I heard several things of prioritizing you in the morning, because I find that if I don't do my meditation, my yoga, my physical therapy exercises, first thing, it just doesn't get done. I've tried to work them in before school pickup or some other place, and it's either first thing or not happening. So <laughs> it's a good reminder to prioritize you first, maybe even if it means, in my case, it's it means waking up before I frankly want to be awake, but at yeah. least it gets you done.
0: I mean, I will say we do not have kids right now. So I I have, we have such that luxury. I mean, when, maybe when we do, it's going to be, my my routine will be a little bit different, but for right now, that's where I'm at.
1: You will get used to what you called a micro workout. (laughs) Yes, You will will be living the micro workout, the the micro journal, the micro, the journal is going to turn into word of the day, I think. And um, (laughs) the gratitude is going to be like the kids slept most of the night last night thank you lord
0: yeah right exactly i know things will change i know that
1: well and it's that's okay we don't all have to be our best selves all the time especially not with young children yeah like, right very i mean between your your book and your nieces and nephews and the coaching like i think it's just great you give so much of yourself to to kids in the spirit of helping them get good habits, um, early, like your parents did for your family. That's awesome, Brian.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that.
1: Great. So what has been the most challenging thing, or maybe the most surprising thing about hosting your, uh, get lean, eat clean podcast? Did you set up to do a podcast? Did someone tell you to do it? Like, what's that journey been like?
0: Yeah, the journey has been great. I mean, the most challenging and surprising, or surprising thing, I mean, I think I I love the fact that I've met a lot of great people like yourself. Um, it's it's fun to to just sort of network and just build your, you know, not, you you know, there's one thing of building your network, but when you're building your network of people who are like minded, I think that goes a long way, and people that you connect with on a different level. So it's been great from that standpoint. I've made some you know new friends and things like that. But I think the you know, maybe the most surprising thing is the fact that, you know, everyone's got something to say and there's a lot of different opinions and it can be confusing for a lot of people too. Right. I think sometimes as a podcast host, it can be confusing. Um, oh no, my, my, my dog is starting to, he's like, he wants to chime in, but it's been, it's been great. I mean, I think I, I recently had had a a debate on there with a carnivore and another individual who's from another space. So I think it, I think it's healthy to have these discussions. It doesn't mean that one person's right or one person's wrong per se, but I enjoy that. And just getting, getting different people on the podcast and learning about, you know, what they think is optimal. So.
1: Well, and it's a great reminder that people have, people are different shocker, you know, (laughs) Um, But what works for a does not necessarily work for B and the other thing I think that's been most surprising for me in this space is that what can work for say me for a number of years, all of a sudden does not necessarily work so well anymore because we go, you know, any human being is going through different stages of, of development. And the biggies with, you know, women are, of course, the childbearing years. Um, mm-hmm. That's a roller coaster. And then the perimenopause, menopause years. And it's like, you think you got everything figured out. And then wham, got to play my, uh, one of my best friends who's an OBGYN says, well, you were playing checkers and now you're going to have to upgrade to chess this is just a different game and what worked may not work and it's like okay so she she recommends uh self-grace and humility (laughs) you mentioned gratitude but grace Mm -hmm. and humility let me
0: tell you women have it a lot harder than men i'm just going to throw that out there so
1: we would like, it's either our big excuse or it's true or both. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, where should people find you if they want more? You mentioned the stepladder system being on Amazon and also that you have a PDF. Where do we, where do we learn more online socially?
0: Yeah. Brian is the best place. Um, you can go on there and find everything you would need. um, and stepladder system.com is on there, but I also, you could also go to, excuse me, you could also go to stepladder system.com. Oh, but Brian, Brian Grin's definitely like the hub hub of everything.
1: Excellent. And y'all, Brian Grin, if you're watching YouTube, I got a big mm. old grin, is G R Y N. It's, mm. it's spelled like the big smile. So that's important, but I bet you can find him anyway with Stepladder System. So in closing, I am curious if, you and either your your family of origin, that healthy household you grew up in, or if you and your wife have a favorite tableside tradition. And what I mean by that is, you know, in, in my house, it's the nightly cheers. Um, it, it might be someone's Thanksgiving thing. I've had uh, the great Ben Azadi tell me about a, a dish that his Persian mom makes for him. Is there anything that just brings you joy at the table?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know how to answer that, I guess. Uh, we're very blessed. We, we, we cook a lot of our meals, right? So, I mean, every, every meal we always joke because we, you know, we prioritize protein and have some type of quality meat or fish. And I've been getting sushi grade fish from a mm-hmm. company and I had them on my podcast from Sitopia. name of the company is called c I'll give them a shout out. And, yeah. uh, Yeah. They make really quality. Once you, once you, I feel like once you start cooking for yourself and then you go to restaurants, it's just not the same. Um, and so I don't know, I, we're always just, we always joke, but we're very blessed and, and to have these like five course meals, Every night, so
1: yes, I love a five-course meal. So, are y'all cooking together? Well, it's is more
0: one... like two courses, but
1: <laughs> okay. they're one chef. <laughs> I one should team? say
0: five star. I probably meant okay. to say no. yeah. yeah, not five courses. Take that back. Okay.
1: Well, it can be done. Our French friends do it every Sunday. So, and are, mm-hmm. are is one of you the main chef? Are y'all doing this together?
0: Yeah, she, I mean, I usually am like I usually grill, um, and she she'll do like the side dish, but she's, she's good. She can make, she, she can make like a lot of things. And she makes me like this. I do splurge from time to time. She makes me like this peanut butter chocolate pie.
1: Oh, wow. that's <laughs>
0: great! And and it's all like homemade good ingredients for, for the most part, when you're talking about a pie, you know? And uh, so she only on special occasions.
1: Okay. Y'all. So you just heard it. Brian Grin does not just eat C-topia sushi grade fish and beef and stuff. <laughs> a cake he no, no. has a homemade dessert and that's oh, yeah that's pretty joyous to me if you're gonna have dessert make it as high quality ingredients as possible and just enjoy it right don't beat yourself up over it there's a reason god put these ingredients on the planet we're supposed to enjoy them just not all the time
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) excellent well it's so fun to to have you on the nourishment mindset i it was a real honor to be on your get lean eat clean and i just i thank you for your time and for these great messages that you have shared with my listeners and viewers. So, santé, y'all. I hope everyone has a great couple of Tuesdays, and we'll see you next time.